This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have a story and I want your feedback on whether this is a high point or low point in my life. So I'm going to the gym yesterday, I dropped Casey off at class and I have a beautiful routine in my mornings now where I drop her off for like her 8, 30, 9 o'clock class and then she needs to be picked up like an hour and a half later. So it gives me a perfect window to go knock out an early morning gym session. It's like it's on, it's on the right route, you know, it's just like everything's lined up for morning gym session. So I drop her off, I'm in my gym clothes, I'm ready to go. I go to my Planet Fitness here in Ann Arbor and I just can't get out of the car. I'm in a, I think I'm in a fine place mentally. I don't, I don't think it was, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it was is basically what I'm getting at. Duncan, I sat in the car for an hour and a half, just outside of planet fitness on my phone, scrolling through social media, couldn't get myself out of the car. It got to the point where I was there for like 45. And then I started thinking, I mean, I guess I could go work out for 20 minutes now, but Casey needs to be picked up in 30. So at that point, it just wasn't worth it. I just stayed in the car for uh, legitimately an hour 20. And then it was time to go pick her up. I backed out of my spot and went and got her. So my question for you is, am I in a good place mentally because I don't feel the need to go better myself at the gym? Or is this an ultimate low point that I legitimately sat outside of a gym 15 feet from the entrance and couldn't get myself to go get better? Okay, so there's a couple of things that I want to speak to before I actually get to answering your question. The first is something we've talked about on this podcast, which you say with your dog that you have a child. If you actually had a child, you would not be able to leave that child <laughs> alone at your house by itself. You put your dog in a crate. You are thus proving my claim that your level of responsibility toward Yahtzee, your dog, is nowhere close because Casey's at class, you're at the gym which leaves Yahtzee by itself. So that is my first response. That was my first takeaway. My second one is I want to build some sort of narrative around what social media has done to all of us in that that is probably way more of a frequent occurrence than it should be. Um, listen, I think social media has a lot of strengths, brings people together, networking, brings joy, whatever you want to call it. But I think the fact that you are capable of just sitting there in the car on your phone, just staring at your screen for 45 minutes is in many ways summarizes a lot of what's wrong with social media. Um, so those are my, my two narratives that I just want to touch on. Third, I'm going to take, I, I, I've been watching a lot of David Goggins videos recently. Um, and, and I'm going to take the approach that 
it is in no way a positive thing that you did that. Uh, the fact that you had, you woke up with an objective to go to the gym to the point where you actually drove to the gym. Uh, you paid for a gym membership, you did all these things, and then you put yourself within the proximity of the gym so close that you're literally in the parking lot outside and that your lack of follow through, uh, I would say is not only concerning, but I would go as far to say it's alarming. Uh, (laughs) and that, at some point within the next, you know, whatever day or two, I think you should spend some time looking in a mirror, not on your phone, looking in a mirror uh, and, and do some soul searching. Um, with that being said, I think everybody has had maybe not in an exactly comparable situation, but something that is at least similar uh, to the situation that you so eloquently explained. I know I, I've been in, in a similar situation, so I'm not faulting you for it. I just think it's it's good that you're actually bringing it to light because now you're establishing a certain level of accountability because you're making it public. If you just yeah. if you just went and told yourself, you know, you told Casey, oh yeah, the gym was good, and then you know I, I call you later, how was your day? Yeah, it was good. I went to the gym, and you just start lying. Then we have an issue, but you're at least surfacing the issue so we can talk about it in a public forum, uh, especially public, given that it's a, a nationally broadcasted or internationally, I should say, broadcasted yeah. podcast. Um, but nonetheless, I'm happy that we're getting out in open air. I do have to come clean that I, I told Casey the truth when I picked her up and we laughed about it, but I probably wouldn't have told her if I didn't think I might tell the story on the podcast. So I just had to get out ahead of myself. Uh, so right. that's that's true. Two, I appreciate you holding me accountable, but I'm going to push back a little bit, actually. I think, I think that I felt guilty pulling out of that parking spot. I really did. I felt deep down like I couldn't get myself to get in there. It felt wrong. It felt like I missed an opportunity to better myself. But then I caught myself and I thought, you know what? I think my body needed the off day. And so that holds just as much value. You know what I mean? I think that we're we're caught up in the the need to look shout out to David Goggins that guy's unbelievable but i think if i treated every day like david goggins i would probably collapse and you know i don't i don't know how i think it's important that you give yourself rest days you know so i thought i've been pretty good at getting to the gym consistently four or five times a week you know i'm i'm getting after it so if there's a day where i don't feel like walking into the gym i think i I think I deserve that. Now for you, it's maybe a little different. Your job is to be an athlete. So maybe you have to push through that mental fatigue, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, do you have days where you're like, you know what? I think I actually would benefit from not touching a basketball today. Yeah. But I, I think that some of that stuff can be fluid, but I think off days should almost be kind of scheduled as well, you know, in in a way where I'm going to use it, talk about it in your context, because that's the story that we're unpacking here, but like you shouldn't, you shouldn't explain away your lack of drive because, and then justify it in a way like, oh, well, I just needed an off day. Like, no, you should have the night before been like, you know what? I've been going hard through four days. Like I'm going to take an off day and then find a way to maximize the off day. You know, like there's no way, there's no way you are maximizing your off day by sitting in the car for 45 minutes. <laughs> well, that's you know what I mean. So it's like, it's, it's all about winning within the margins. And I feel like a missed opportunity was, was had here. Is my take. No, that's fair. I I think that I think you should listen to your body, even if it's in the moment. But I am not going to argue with you that it wasn't a productive hour and a half. And that actually brings me to your point about social media. I am I've been on social media the last year and a half more than ever in my life because of the podcast. And I am without a doubt an unhappier person the more that I'm on social media. I mean, there is a direct correlation, and I'm fully aware of it. Yet I'm on it. 
I'm, I legitimately, I don't know. I could probably pull up my phone tracking data. I'm probably on social media five plus hours a day, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, something. I mean, it's, it is ridiculous. And I know that it's not healthy yet. I continue to do it. And, and look, this isn't like a revolutionary conversation. People are fully aware of how addicted we are to social media. Did you ever watch the Netflix documentary? Yeah. What was the social dilemma? Yes. The social dilemma. I mean, it's like, we know the story yet we're completely attached, completely attached. And, and yes. So I sit there for an hour and a half, the hour and a half flies by. And then I, yeah, I'm not, I'm clearly not in a better mental place because of it. I think the predicament that you fall into is that it, once again, the justification issue that you can justify being on social media because it does actually pertain to your livelihood. I like guess that's so. Part. Like you have to stay current. I, I task you with coming up with stuff to talk about every single week. Um, and you do a great job of it and you're super plugged in and you know what's happening. So in that regard, like it's in a way a necessary evil, unfortunately. You know, we're, we're doing, we're doing big time work here at the long shot podcast. We're bringing people together. We're building a community. If it's a necessary evil, if you need to, you know, stare at a screen for five plus hours a day, I look at it, you know, you could be staring at a Excel sheet, crunching numbers. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's all the same to your, actually, maybe it's not actually. No, it's, it's not. The That's the eyes. thing is it's probably looked, significantly worse. Yeah. To my eyes, it's the same, but to my brain, it's certainly not. I mean, you're scrolling through social media and just hearing everyone's opinion about everything and it all carries the same weight because it's just words. It doesn't matter who it's coming from. And it's just, it's incredibly dangerous. It's, you quoted Bo Burnham in our uh, interview with PMT, but you didn't give him credit. So to give Bo Sorry, Burnham Bo. credit, it's the, can anyone just shut the fuck up about anything? <laughs> You know, it's like, it's just, it's just sure. opinion is it's, uh, you get drowned out. Um, this is a, this is a great opportunity to shout out Bo Burnham because he's speaking of comedians. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorites and he does have an incredibly insightful take on this exact conversation that we're having. Um, you know, the pitfalls of social media, but anyways, you know what, Dave, I, I actually have now come full circle. I think you should cut yourself some slack, especially now that I hear <laughs> hey. that you're in a dark place the last year and a half. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about you. And I also am a little concerned that maybe it's not social media and maybe it's the fact that I'm now your coworker that's, oh. that's dragged you into this, this dark, but you know, like correlation doesn't always equal causation. Maybe right. it's not social media that's ha that has you in this mental state. Maybe it's the fact that you got to, you know, hound me down every week and try to get me to do a, a 90 minute podcast or whatever it is. I go back and forth on whether, because we've joked about it on the pod quite a bit that this is hurting our friendship. We bring it up all the time and it's starting to become a little bit of a narrative. And so I go back and forth on whether I want to let it remain or not, but I still love you, man. I want you to know that. Um, all right. I want to dunk. We, so we, last week we posed potentially posting a poll to decide what we were going to call this part of the show. I've decided to nix the poll. I like the follow through. I think we go with the follow through. What do you think? <laughs> I love it. So with that being said, hello and welcome <laughs> to the follow through brought to you by the long shot podcast. And hey, Wire productions. Um, yeah, this is the follow through. Uh, you know, we've, we've kicked around some different ideas and, you know, I guess Davis is the top dog now. So he just kind of, mm -hmm. what he says goes. So, so yes. here we are. Welcome to the follow through. Yeah, I'm calling the shots. Now I want to, I want to shout out this. The follow through was a recommendation on YouTube from rational argument, man. 
which is an amazing going back to our conversation uh, about social media. If this guy's going to give rational arguments, I'm all for it. The, there's there needs to be more of that on social media. But get this, Dunk. He actually hit me up on social media on, on Instagram as well. This is back to this whole conversation is just going to be about social media, and he wanted a name. He wanted a first name shout out. He didn't want a username shout out. So Renato, yeah. shout out to Renato. This was his idea. The follow through. We talked about it last week, but it just fits perfectly. This follows our conversation on Thursday. It's on brand with basketball. You've got like a weird follow through now. You do something weird with your offhand where it's sort of like you're cupping water or something with your left hand, which is a little strange. So it gives me an opportunity to think about that every time we talk about the follow through. It's just, it's good stuff. Is that an observation that you've recently had? Like, am I, am I doing something differently than I've always done with my follow through? No, 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 no. This is, this was NBA Duncan. I think you just, I don't know what it was. I don't know who I'd actually, I would love for your take on this. I don't know when this happened or when this changed, but I remember watching you work out in Miami before last season. I think this was like late 2020. And I remember Most noticing probably. it then. I remember noticing it then, but is this something that you uh, consciously changed or is it something that's just been ev evolving over time? I mean, Dave, I, I actually have no idea what you're talking about uh, in terms of my offhand. So my guess would be that, no, it was not intentional. Um, it's probably, you know, I, I do over-exaggerate, like you should shoot the ball with just your dominant hand, right? Like at some point, your guide hand should remove from the basketball before you let go. Um, and maybe it's just me naturally, like kind of exaggerating that to ultimately shoot a straighter shot. But yeah, to be honest with you, I, I really don't know what you're talking about. A lot of my, a hmm. lot of the shooting stuff is interesting. People will be like, hey, I noticed you do, I noticed you do this, this. Like some of the stuff, yes, is for sure intentional and like deliberate and thought through. And some of it is just like instinctual. That's why I always try to communicate to people that like shooting is very much an art in that it requires a certain level of technical skill, but it also requires a certain level of creativity and, and you know, different different strokes for different folks is what i like to say um and and people always like that one and i think it applies particularly it really applies to rowing and it applies to shooting you know like stroke <laughs> like rowing strokes or swimming actually too different strokes for different folks um True. but yeah so with that being said it's it's a combination of things that are intentional and thought through and other things that are just kind of like instinctual I now know what I'm going to do after this episode tonight. I'm going to find a couple examples of this. It's not going to be hard. And I'm going to send you photos. After you let the ball go, your left hand is upside down cupping the air. It's almost like you're trying to hold something precious, like an egg, without letting it crack. I don't know what it is, but you didn't do that in college as far as I am aware. So, you know, maybe it's yeah, maybe it's self-conscious or, or uh, subconscious, but it's working. Well, it's, instead of pouring through more social media and internet photos, why don't you just take the night off after this, Dave? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like take a breather, uh, light some candles, maybe pour yourself a glass of wine or something and just kind of relax. It seems like you've done plenty of uh, perusing the internet. Uh, no, no, no. In the words of David Goggins, you can't take a day off because somewhere out there, someone isn't taking a day off. I think that's a direct quote. I don't think David Goggins said that. Um, I'll tell you one thing that I have started doing because of David Goggins. And I think anybody could ultimately get access to this. And I, I actually swear by it that it has a real, I don't know if it's a psychological or a physical or a combination of the two impact, but 
fully immersed polo plunges. So if you find a cold tub <laughs> and you just go entirely underneath the water, like a lot of mm. athletes will like just go in a cold tub, like up to their waist or something like that. And what I've started to do is just do entirely like under the water and see how long you can stay down. Uh, Goggins is a lot of that type of stuff. He also does a lot of cold showers, which I think have the same effect. Um, but the way it like shocks the nervous system and just like gives you, I feel like a jolt of, of energy, but also like endorphins that I think would, would bode really well for you actually. Davis. I'm actually speaking directly to you. And actually, Thank you. I appreciate of, that. This episode is weirdly uh, turned into a little bit of a cause for concern about yeah. kind of where you are uh, with your lack of, of motivation. So uh, maybe check out a cold shower too. So Dave, right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash longshot. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash longshot to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, you know what? I could never get into the cold shower. There was a phase in my life where I tried it. I remember reading somewhere, you know, how great it was for you. You know, you do it for a week or whatever. And I think it's probably placebo effect. You think that you're, you know, now this Greek God because you put cold water on your body for 30 seconds a morning or whatever it is. Couldn't keep up with it consistently. Maybe this is saying something more about me than the cold shower. But I just, I couldn't get into it. I do, I miss the Exeter days when we had the cold tub at our disposal because that made it so easy. Post-workout, we would just plunge in there. That was great stuff. And the hot tub was right next to it. So we'd go back and forth. You know, we'd do like five and five or whatever it was. And we were, and we were convinced that not only were, was it NBA treatment that we were getting, but it was making us significantly better basketball players. And again, whether that's just mental placebo effect, I'm not sure, but Honestly, if that's it, if that's what it is, it's still working. I mean, first off, I think contrast baths very much do actually have a scientific, like have, have been proven to like scientifically benefit uh, athletes and blood flow and all that sort of stuff. Uh, second off, you know, we've talked about how we went to a, a very affluent boarding school and it, it very much does not make us long shots. And you're also really painting that picture for everybody by letting everyone know that our treatment, our treatment rooms had full fledged cold tubs uh, and, and hot tubs. So I just wanted to, we were spoiled. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. A hundred percent. There was something else I wanted to talk about. There was something else that you had just said, Oh, it was this, you know, you talk about not being able to do a cold shower beyond one week. You know, 
it's interesting. Like, I feel like if you make a mental commitment, right? Like I'm going to cold shower every day for a month. Okay. Or, or six weeks, or maybe it's five times a week, whatever it is. And you make that pledge. Then when you wake up in the morning, I think this is my point is that there's more to this than just the actual benefits of, of taking that shower. When you wake up in the morning, you, every morning that you wake up, you're now faced with a decision. Am I going to stay true to my pledge? Or am I going to wilt? Mm. Very similar to how you wilted away from the gym. You, sure. get, you have the opportunity to set the tone for your day by saying, no, I'm going to make a decision to stay true to the word that I committed to. And I think that alone <laughs> has power. And I think maybe that if you committed to a few more cold showers, you would have been in that, that gym the other day working out. You wouldn't have been on wow. your phone, but you would have been in the gym because you would have been committed wow. to a day of productivity. You would have been committed to a day of self-improvement. But mm. when you fail to do so, then you're you're creating this domino effect of just doing whatever you want for the day. Hey, I'm just going to do whatever feels good. All right. Well, you know what? Sometimes you got to go through pain. It's like uh, that book, uh, The Sweet Spot. Who, who, Paul, Paul Bloom, maybe? Is that his name? Yeah, Paul Bloom. Um, I didn't read the whole book, but I read some great <laughs> excerpts from it. And he has some great takes on like, there is a necessary amount of pain that needs to exist within life because it's, mm. it's what first off allows you to experience, you know, pleasure and positivity, but also it like teaches you something as well. Like pain is a necessary evil. Um, so there's my diatribe about the, your lack of whatever it is that you lack. And, and honestly, it's, it's disappointing because the Davis that I knew was, you know, up at 6am getting shots at, at Phillips Exeter. And now I've seen you turn into this, this media mogul, you know, part-timer in the gym. And it's just, it's discouraging, but you know, I guess we can unpack this at, at another time, maybe off the, off the airwaves. A, a couple of things. One, I'm ready to run through a fucking wall. That was beautiful. You know what? Actually, I'm going to go hop in the cold shower as soon as we get off this call. I love that. And that was, mo it was motivational. But secondly, Dunk, priorities change, baby. Now it's 6 a.m. You know what I'm doing? I'm scrolling Twitter, making sure I'm up to date with what's going on. And is it slowly deteriorating me mentally? Yeah, maybe it is. But I'm doing it for the long shot community. And if that means that I got to be on Twitter for an hour outside of Planet Fitness on a cold February, March, wherever we are day, I'm going to do it because I care about my craft and my craft is no longer shooting corner threes for, you know, 10 times a season. No, now I'm on social media trying to better the long shot community, man. Right. I actually like that. You know, the grind doesn't stop. It just transforms, you know, it, it takes on new life. Um, exactly. that, that's fine. All right. Let's, let's regather some structure here. Is there, <laughs> is there any, is there a question of the week or something that we want to get to? Yes, but before we do, I want to uh, quickly get your Victor Oladipo takeaways because we're recording this after his debut uh, with yep. the Heat. Well, de not debut, but his return to the Miami Heat on a minutes restriction, 15 minutes, but he looked great. Uh, heat gave him the, the Heat fans gave him an incredibly warm welcome. He just he was exuding such a positive energy, all smiles. It just felt like there was some really good juju in the air with him back on the court. I was wondering if that's just coming through the TV or if you felt that too. No, I definitely felt it. Um, and, and from all parties, all directions. I mean, Vic is just a very charismatic individual. 
uh, from his dancing, his singing, his play style. He's always got a smile, very upbeat, uh, even through like a grueling rehab process, maintained such a positive spirit. And then also like the reception of the fans was incredible. I mean, the, the marketing campaign of Depot Day was awesome. And then to see it like play out the way that it did uh, in terms of, you know, having his name chanted and just the love and, and it was just special to be a part of like watching him check in and seeing everybody go crazy. Like I, I even got like some chills and had a little emotion. It's like, I can't even imagine what he would be feeling right now, especially given all that he's endured and the different adversity and forms of injury. So uh, I'm super happy for him that, that he's back out there and, and playing and, obviously you know just want him to to stay healthy and he just adds a different dynamic to our team which is exciting uh in, in a lot of different ways so um it was fun to be back out out there with him we actually didn't play any minutes together i don't think because we just flip-flopped yeah you guys um, were you but, guys were each other's rotation yeah but nonetheless it was it was just cool to, to just watch him play it really was he had an incredible post game press conference where he just you could tell how grateful he was how appreciative he was how proud he was to be back on the court it was awesome also i want to clarify it's it sounded like you said god what a great day debo day was i thought you were claiming that as your own day but it was depot day i had to my brain for a second thought you were selfishly referring to his return as debo day which would have been amazing well how about this for a transition let's talk about debo coin Whoa. <laughs> um, you know, Depot had his day. We we moved on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're on fire. Um, <laughs> but uh Debo coin, we're still onboarding people and we want more people. I'm literally I'm giving it away. Um and we'll for free. You, I'm going to for free. Be free ninety nine to give it away. Yeah, free ninety nine. Um and yeah, it's it's like I'm trying to figure out the best way to communicate this, but it's basically like I, I sent out a, a series of tweets that I think did it uh, and actually you helped with the crafting of those tweets so thank you for that you went from um, you went from not tweeting at all to tweeting like seven tweets at once which is an incredible increase in rate i know wild behavior um but it's it's really just about access and creating more access you know i've found really through this podcast that there are people that are legitimate fans and and, and feel like they you know have invested the most valuable resource of all which is time and, and energy into my career and, and so much more than just me playing basketball. And, you know, for people like that, I, I just want to be able to, to pay it forward and pay it back. And, you know, we've already done some cool giveaways. We, we gave away everyone who was in there in the discord, uh, got a free top shot moment for me. We've given away some tickets. We're doing the March madness bracket, uh, where the top three are going to get, uh, some prizes and also featured on the long shot as in like, you will be a guest on the pod, uh, just a, you know, a, a brief cameo, which will be fun. So there's, there's some really cool stuff going on. And uh, like I said, it's, it's just about continuing to grow that community and uh, just strengthening it over and over. So it's, it's, like I said, it's free. It's a little bit of a process, I will say, but it's, you just sign up through rally. Um, you get your free Debo coin and, and join the discord. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to break that down again, just in, in layman's terms, because that's how I'm still registering this stuff. You can legitimately go claim Debo coin for free. You get it sent to you. You just got to sign up and then you get access to, yeah, we're basically going to be giving things away to people who are holding Debo. The first thing we're doing is we're doing a March Madness bracket. And like Duncan said, the winner of that bracket is coming on the podcast, baby. 
We're going to ask you all about and your picks. Getting tic- and getting tickets to a game, a jersey. Tickets, all sorts of signed stuff. jerseys. Um, yeah, yeah. Duncan's got yeah. way too many things. Just too many things. Yeah. It's time that we clear really his closet out. Very true. Um, all right, Dave, what's, what's the question of the week? Are we doing that? Yeah, let's knock out a quick question of the week. This has nothing to do with basketball at all. Um, and I just, it's a, just a quick one. I actually don't know your answer for this. This comes from, <laughs> I, I, one of my favorite parts of this podcast is reading off the usernames. This, this is lizard eggs on discord and they ask, go to fast food place and order at that fast food place. Mm-hmm. Are you still eating fast food at this point in your life? I, I couldn't tell you, well, I've eaten Chick-fil-A recently, but that's just because it's always on our plane. Um, that's the only fast food that I've eaten like in the last, I I couldn't even tell you last time I ate like true, we're talking like McDonald's, like that type of fast food. Um, outside of like maybe McDonald's breakfast I might've had in the last couple of years or so. Um, and that's not me like thinking I'm above it or anything. No, you're poo-pooing it a little bit. I'm not. Um, but, uh, my go-to order, my go-to restaurant is, I think it's the best fast food that there is, and that's Raisin Cane's. Mm. Um, and my order is just your standard tenders, no slaw, extra toast, Texas toast. And that's, that's like, nice. you know, you got to understand, though, like extra cane sauce. Like if you're doing that, like sure. you're packing it in for the night. You Lean know what in. I mean? Like that's like we're just going to shut it down after this. Um, <laughs> we're just going to keep it light. And that's I, – I will say like – Raising Cane's is really good. It's really good. Um, Chick Fil A is really good too. So like those, I think those two are up there with probably the best. In and Out's really good. I, I I do think In and Out's interesting. Like there's something, and this is an interesting business model. But like the scarcity component of In and Out for East Coasters, I think actually sure. plays a role. Like when you're on the West Coast, you're like, oh, well, I have to get an In and Out. Um, so that also is is one that intrigues me often. But uh, what about you, Dave? Yeah, well, first of all, In and Out is a it's just a cultural thing. That's all it is. The the burger's average. Uh, Raising Cane's, do you do do you do the tender in the Texas toast? Make like a little chicken taco? No. And that wouldn't oh. be a taco, that would be a sandwich. Well, if you fold it, you know, I'm not talking I'm not talking two slices, I'm talking one slice. You put the chicken in there, you fold it like a taco. Right, but it's toast, so it's a sandwich. It well, if there's only one slice and you're folding it like a taco, I think it has it has some uh, it it resembles that of a taco. I think it could be either. Are you one of those psychopaths that thinks that a hot dog is a taco? Because if you are, I, I think we need to stop doing. That. See, this is that's actually a very fair counterpoint. A hot dog is not a taco, making that probably right. also not a taco, but it resembles a taco. Um, to answer your question, Taco Bell. I mean, come on. If you're you you said if you're gonna do it, you just do it. It's like that's Taco Bell. It's like, yeah, you know, you're telling me I can't believe you haven't just like wandered into a Taco Bell in the last, you know, three years or whatever it is. But cheesy gordita crunch, I mean, come on. Oh, uh, I used to crush cheesy gordita crunches. Dude, come on, I mean, come middle on. school. That was dangerous behavior. Um, all right, let's let's get to our long shot feature. This one's personal. Shout out to Nick Stauskas. Yes. Um, Nick, Michigan Legends, Big Ten Player of the Year, lottery pick, the pride <laughs> of uh, where's he from in Canada? I'm gonna butcher this. Mississauga. Uh, nice. From Can- Mississauga, Canada. Uh, St. Mark's basketball, New England roots. You know, he's, he's, 
every step of the way in my career, honestly, Nick has been somebody that I've looked up to. And uh, I had the opportunity to actually be his teammate for the first time earlier this year. You know, we missed each other at Michigan. Um, but he, like I said, he was somebody that I, I watched a lot of film of. Um, but we were teammates for the first time this season with the Heat. He signed a 10-day. And we never actually played uh, together. But he played well with the Heat. And he's just been going off in the G League. He had 100 points in two games, back-to-back. It was like a back-to-back games. Uh, had 57 and 43, I think. Uh, might have might have botched the numbers there, but I think that's right. Uh, and has since signed a deal with the the Boston Celtics, and uh, such an awesome story to see. To you know, just talk about the, the perseverance, the diligence. You just got to imagine. And, and we actually had the opportunity to to like kind of sit down and grab dinner um, when we were in Phoenix, and to just hear like everything that he's been through, the highs, the low, like the mental battles, the adversity. Uh, to see somebody stick with it the way that he has, uh, and, and come out the other side and. Uh, Inc. an NBA deal again after so many people very likely counted him out um, is is just really cool to see because he's one of those unique situations where it's like, you know, he's relatively unrecruited coming out of high school. Then he rightfully so develops all this hype and is such a good player at Michigan. Then he has, you know, a a little bit of a struggle of an NBA career just in terms of bouncing around. Like he just didn't have any stability. It's not that he didn't play well. It's just that he didn't have any stability finds himself all of a sudden after being a lottery pick out of the league. And now he's found his way back in, um, which is so hard to do because once you're out, there's so many examples of it. It's just so hard to get back. And uh, I'm just super happy for him. Yeah, that was beautiful. Very well said. I think for me, I mean, I, I obviously don't have a relationship with Nick like you do, but for me, it's just an example of how quickly things can change. You know, like he's always been a really good basketball player. He's always been completely capable, but it's so situational. You know, he was bouncing around in Europe a little bit. He was actually in in, in Basconia with Siobhan for a quick stint. And then he's bouncing around the G League a little bit. And then it's just, you know, he starts to catch a rhythm. He plays really well, you know, unbelievably well for a two-game stretch or whatever it is. But it's obviously not just that. He's built up his resume. Uh, and then he, you know, then things, you get a break. You get a break. So, Awesome to see him back. I read an article where he referred to this year as sort of his make or break year. So how awesome that it was a make year, you know, because it, it can easily go the other way. It's just situational, you know, for a lot of these guys, it's just situational. And we've talked about that, but um, yeah, amazing story. Awesome story. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed uh, the follow through. Yeah, now that we have hey. a coined a name. Uh, we also hope you enjoyed Sam's interview yesterday. We, we had a lot of fun with that one. And uh, we're looking forward to, to having more guests on here in the near future. But uh, yeah, as always, thank you for tuning in to The Long Shot. Dave, do you have anything else? No. Peace out, people. Cheers.